things. Uh, how many of you attended uh, those? Yeah, weren't they good? Weren't they? Oh, they were so good. And they were centered around Second Chronicles 7.14. Uh, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I want to say that these prayer meetings were as real and deep as any I have ever attended. Those who participated were brave with their faith, humble in their confessions, sincere in their petitions. We repented of personal sin that one whole night. We took ownership of and repented for the corporate sins of this nation, and with weeping, we asked for mercy and healing for our country. But most importantly, we sought God's presence and asked for revival to come. And I believe that Father God heard our pleas and was blessed. This past Wednesday night was the final meeting in this prayer series, and we anticipated and longed for God, uh, and he showed up in a powerful, prophetic way to answer our prayers. Prophetic words were spoken and sung. Prophetic prayers were prayed. Prophetic proclamations were shouted. I heard at least two and possibly three songs sung out of spontaneously, three new songs. I, I think two of them were in the natural. The third one might have been in the spirit, but as well as a beautiful ebb and flow of corporate worship in tongues. Uh, there was a song in tongues interpreted in a song in English, and a few people were just overwhelmed in the spirit and laid out. All in all, it comes down to this. We did what God asked, and he did what he promised. And I, I would suggest you apply that as a principle for your life. Do what God asks so that he can do what he's promised. Well, I don't believe he's finished with the blessings, so I want to read the prophetic word I received on Wednesday, but before I do, I want to reflect back on some things Jesus spoke that we looked at last week, and then a few things we didn't look at yet that he spoke after those first things he did speak, I think. <laughs> so Matthew six nineteen through 24. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money or mammon. I think we looked fairly deep into those verses last week, talking about the pros and cons, the benefits or losses accrued from where, what, and how we invest our lives. Earthly investments are always vulnerable to decay and loss, while kingdom investment has an eternal quality that is resistant to rust 
decay, and theft, and also has an eternal return on investment. We talked about the effects that earthly and kingdom investments have on our hearts, our minds, and souls, as well as our ability or inability to clearly reflect the light of the love of Jesus Christ to the darkened world around us. And how important is that in our time, huh? We also discovered that whatever or whoever has captured your heart gains your attention and elicits your allegiance and that we can't serve two masters because you'll hate one and love the other. As Jesus said, you cannot serve God and money, which is the end of Matthew 6.24. Now here is the beauty and the value of reading scripture in context. Because the very next verse, Matthew 6.25, opens with a therefore. Which means he is now going to tell you why he said what he said in the previous scriptures that we just read. This section is Matthew 6.25 through 34. And you should read the whole thing in context. You should start right at the beginning and read it right through to 34. Right? But I want to isolate the first half of the first sentence and then expound on a few points Jesus is speaking. Therefore, based on what I just told you, I tell you now, this is Jesus, remember, God in the flesh speaking, and he can speak and things happen according to his word. Right. So pay attention to this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. This is the same as fear not. And that admonition to fear not is spoken 365 times in the Bible. One time for each day of the year. Now here's here's a good one. I like this one in particular. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not. For I am with you. Right? Be not dismayed or anxious. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Is that a great promise? Yeah. And Jesus wants to emphasize that he wants to deal with anything that produces fear or is fear produced. Do not be anxious. Fear not. Now let's drop down to verse 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? What is the value of being anxious? Do you know that once you become anxious, you start to entertain anxiousness? Right? You begin to feed off of of it, and it begins to feed off of you. It eats away at your time, at your focus, at your thoughts, your attention. It just takes ownership. And what do you gain? Jesus says, you you don't gain anything. What does it add to your life? What's the quality that anxiousness will add to your life? Verse 31, he repeats again, therefore do not be anxious. In verse 33, and here's, 
here's the opposite. Here's the response to how, how you get out of anxiousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything you need will be added to you. Okay? You don't need to be anxious because the kingdom provides. We go back to Isaiah 41. What's he say there? That do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness. Right? I mean, he already knows what you need. Don't waste your time on anxiousness. Therefore, verse 34, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Huh? Right? I mean, tomorrow at 6 o'clock, turn on the news. Get your daily dose of anxiousness. Right? Wake up tomorrow morning, turn on Facebook, get a hit of anxiousness. Right? I mean, get into a conversation. Sooner, you know, somewhere along the line, you're going to talk about something that's going to get you anxious, right? The day is sufficient for it. There's plenty of anxiousness going around. If you want it, you can have, you can have plates full, bowls full, cups full. It'll overflow your life. It'll take over. But seek first the kingdom of God. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Thus, the reason why there are 365 fear knots in the Bible. Because 365 days out of the year, there's a whole bunch of anxiousness waiting to be part of your life. Now, I want to share the word I received from the Lord uh, for Wednesday night, but also the process of receiving it, because I think it's a pattern that he's going to give us as a community of believers. And those of you who are uh, watching us online, you can apply this to your lives also. I had been in the scriptures from Monday through most of Wednesday trying to formulate a word for today, a sermon. That's, that's my pattern. I come in on Monday morning, I start doing my outline, and then each day of the week I spend time in there and, and formulate it, put structure in it, and prepare it. And... Uh, all the way from Monday morning, all the way through to Wednesday afternoon, trying to formulate a word and getting absolutely nothing. I mean, blank, right? Really frustrated. And I was whining to the Lord. I was getting anxious, right? The Lord said to me, Dick, you're running ahead of me. You're running ahead of me. You still have a prayer meeting tonight. Let go of Sunday. Focus on tonight. I said, okay. So I let it go. Boom. He downloads this prophetic word. I mean, instantly. Then Thursday morning, I don't, I don't know if you pantry workers noticed, but I was up and down to my office throughout the morning because every time I start to do something else, he'd download some of this word, and I'd have to run up and type it into my computer because I don't hold it too long in here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So this is what he had to say, and I offer it to you uh, now. He said, now, and he's speaking to you, not to me. He's speaking to you. Now strengthen yourselves in the Lord. Strengthen yourselves. In, in other words, seek first the kingdom. And stand in his might and mercy. 
Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the anxious heart receive my peace. Let the weary one be refreshed. Say to the mountain before you, lay low, and to the valley, rise up. For the days of restoration are near at hand, and the trouble shall pass away soon, and love shall restore all that was lost. Grace shall redeem all that was stolen, and my presence, my abiding presence, shall be the light that expels the darkness. Now, I want to clarify that phrase because I don't believe that applies to the world around us. I believe that Jesus is talking to the church. I think he's coming in to rescue us from the onslaught of what's going on around us. I think it's still going to be rough out there. I think it's going to get worse out there. But it doesn't mean it has to get worse in here. In here, we have fellowship. We have the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus as our friend. We sung that wonderful song, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and all their function in our lives. We have all of that. These three things, as well as a fourth, shall pass away even tonight. Fear, anxiety, and depression and timidity before aggression shall grip your soul no more. Vexation of spirit and oppression of the mind shall know the fresh breath of liberty. And all demonic onslaught shall cease against the saints and be held at bay while the saints of God are built up in the Holy Spirit. Let healing enter this room like a wave of the sea crashes on the shore with power and consistency. See, it's never just one wave, is it? It's wave after wave after wave, power and consistency. For in this time of distraction, you stayed the course. You held the rudder true to the currents of my voice, and you have captured more than my ear. You have captured my heart. Let your petitions be made known to me, for the glory of my goodness has arisen upon you tonight. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and to give you hope and a future. Press into my presence. Lift up your voice in praise, prayer, and spiritual songs at the invitation of the Holy Spirit and join with heaven's sounds. Wednesday night as I ministered this word, uh, I invited participation as the pronouncements were read, like, let the weak say, I am strong, I, I asked people to do that, say that. I, I, you know, if you're weak, say it, I am strong. If, if you're uh, dealing with you know, some poverty or hard times with finances, uh, say, I am rich in the Lord, I am rich. You know, whatever it is, make a proclamation because the invitation is there. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the anxious heart receive my peace. If he's inviting you to do that, if we do what he says to do, he will do the blessing he promises to give. See? So I think he's giving us a principle. If you're in this place, find, you know, if you're in a negative place, if you're in an anxious place, if you're in a fearful place, if you're worrying all the time, 
Go into the scriptures and find a fear not scripture for the day. Read that and read the promise that's attached to the far end of it. Fear not because I am with you, right? And then take ownership. Lord, I'm full of fear right now, but I've just come to realize you're with me. I'm going to lift up this fear to you. Would you take it off my heart? Would you give me your peace instead? Would you give me the things that you promise in your word? I, I receive it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Right? Take ownership of what he's offering to us rather than just skimming by it and going on with your life and stepping into the anxiousness of the next day. Stop the flow. Get into the flow of the river of life rather than the river of dread. Because there's plenty of that going around. Today, in line with the revealed word of God, is spoken by Jesus Christ and recorded as eternal truth. I want to minister release from fear and anxiety and from timidity of spirit and oppression. There's this thing that happens, and you know, it happens to men just as easily as it happens to women. And I'm watching it happen in these uh, demonstrations. Someone walks into a scene, and someone rises up against them with a lot of aggression. And all of a sudden, they le- lose all sense of their own personhood, worth of value, and they don't defend themselves. They just kind of cower under it and shrink smaller and smaller. And they get overwhelmed by the aggression that's in front of them. Okay? I don't think the Lord wants us to function that way. Okay? I think there's a stand that we can take without being aggressive in response. But we can stand in peace. We can stand in peace. You know what that does? <laughs> when someone wants to get in your face and you keep moving your face, you don't have to take it, right? You don't have to cower. You don't have to receive what they're giving. If you're just standing in the peace of Jesus Christ and just, you know, well, God bless you. Thank you for all that. Right? I mean, what's that do? Jesus has a better way for us. See, but the emotions, the stuff that's already in us, responds to what's being thrown at us, and all of a sudden we're caught up in it, right? I think uh, you've heard me say this before, and this is uh, neurologically true. Uh, Your emotional response is 11 seconds faster than you can reason a situation out. So chemicals are already flowing. Fight or flight is already in motion before you can think what's going on around you and take a right response. But the Holy Spirit is faster than your emotions. Okay? And if your reliance is on the Holy Spirit rather than the way you feel, it won't be fight or flight. It will be Christ or nothing. Hmm. Is that a better way? I think it's a better way. So, so here is the scripture I want to minister out of Luke chapter 4. Verses 18 through 21. And again, this is Jesus speaking. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, 
to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he ends it with, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I feel like it's one of those days. That for some of us in this room, some of you viewing, this scripture will be fulfilled today for your life. That the oppression that you've been living under, the captivity you've been bound to, for the poverty of spirit, the poverty of your life is, is going to change. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the anxious say, I have God's peace. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me. I'm going to ask all of you viewing at home, wherever you are, if, if you have need of, of prayer ministry this morning, if you've been living in anxiety or fear, if you feel overwhelmed sometimes just by the situations and circumstances, uh, if the six o'clock news is eating away at your brain, and you don't even want to go out your front door, then this prayer is for you this morning. So I'm going to ask you to just take one hand and lift it up to heaven and put the other hand on your heart. And you're going to minister healing to yourself by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come. I invite you to come. Would you fulfill this day, this scripture? Would you come as the spirit that is upon us? Lord, that you would set the captives free today. That you would break the chains of bondage. That oppression would lift. That fear would dissipate and, and just be gone. I, I rebuke fear and anxiety. Fear not, little flock, for your Father in heaven cares for you. Holy Spirit, would you come? For the weak, Lord, I speak strength. Strength by the Spirit of the living God. For the poor, I ask you, O oh God, to open the windows of heaven and minister to their poverty. Father, let the riches of the kingdom shower down upon them, whether it be finances, whether it be a state of, of being, of self-worth and value. Lord, that they would understand how precious they are in your sight, that you, you call them this, that they are your special treasure in the day when I make up my special treasure for the poor of spirit. Father, we just speak release today. I'm just going to ask you just quietly um, to take ownership of whatever it is, you know, if you're feeling weak, then just make the confession. Today in Jesus Christ, I am strong. If you're poor, today in Jesus Christ, I am rich. Uh, if you've been under oppression, just say, today I am free in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever's going on, make that proclamation in Christ by the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I just speak uh, a reality of the promises of God for the people of God for this day. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. God bless you guys. God bless you.